Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Youth Politics and Action, a podcast created by Youth Political Assembly to engage youth in insightful conversations with local politicians. My name is Lena, and I'm a logistics officer for the YPA. I will be your host for today's episode. Today, I am joined by the MPP of Guelph, also known as the current leader of the Green Party of Ontario. In 2018, he won with a resounding 45% of votes and broke barriers by becoming the first ever Green Party member elected to Ontario's legislature. I present to you, Mike Schreiner. Hi, Lena. It's a pleasure to join you today. Same goes for you. For our listeners who may not know you as well, could you please tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm Mike Trainer. I'm the leader of the Green Party of Ontario. I'm the MPP for Guelph. And I'm a father of two, a husband, uh, my wife, Sandy. And uh, prior to going into politics, I was uh, mostly involved in local sustainable food and farming. I started one of Ontario's first local organic food businesses and have been involved in setting up some nonprofits promoting Ontario food and farmers. And I really saw that as a way to uh, in advance an environmental agenda, but also helping uh, local economies and helping the system in a more sustainable way. Yes, I see that you have a very um, impressive history and you also won the Citizens Bank of Canada Ethics Award um, back for your organization, Wow Foods. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was very proud of that. Uh, uh, the work I did at Wow Foods, we won a number of awards, a local food hero award, Citizens Bank of Canada, Ethical Business Award, etc. And uh, a lot of that, I think that was driven by just the approach I took to business. So we always paid our employees well, well above minimum wage, which sometimes isn't always the case in the food business, uh, really had a, a strong focus on supporting local farmers and helping those local farmers ensure they get, uh, they received above market uh, prices uh, so they would have stronger margins and be more profitable, while at the same time making sure that our customers received good value and high quality, healthy local food. Are you still involved with your um, nonprofits and your food organizations to this day? Yes. Yeah, so when I left uh, to get involved in politics, I pretty much severed most of my ties. Uh, so the nonprofit I helped uh, found, Local Food Plus, um, I, I would argue has been so successful in, in uh, initiating and, and, and amplifying the local food movement in Ontario that it sort of worked its way out of, out of business, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, uh, the local food business I started um, was in business for well over 20 years, uh, but my old business partners uh, sold the business uh, in the last year to another similar company, and that company will carry it on. Very cool. Um, so you were born originally in the United States in Kansas, and you moved to Canada with your wife after graduating from Indiana University. What drew you to move to Canada or specifically Toronto? Yeah, I moved here for love. I did my, I grew up in Kansas on a farm. So I'm a, a farm kid from rural Western Kansas. And I received my undergraduate degree at the University of Kansas. So I'm a big Jayhawk fan. If there's any uh, Canadian Andrew Wiggin basketball fans out there. 
And then I did my graduate work at Indiana University, where I met my wife, who is a professor at the University of Toronto and has been since the mid-1990s. And so I moved here for love, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do here or whether I would even like it here. Uh, but I fell in love with Ontario, and um, it's just a beautiful province, and they're great people. And shortly after moving here, I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my career. And as a farm kid, I was, and as a farm kid, and somebody concerned about the environment uh, and wanting to be a social entrepreneur, uh, a lot of people said, "Well, go to Guelph." So I went to the University of Guelph, where the uh, organic food conference happens every year in 1994. And a couple years later, I had started a local food business on a farm just right outside of Guelph. And uh, like I said, that business was in business for many years, about 25 years or so. Uh, and then I also started another, uh, co-founded with my business partners, uh, another uh, local food business called Earth Dance Organics, which was a food production business uh, located in Guelph. And, uh, you know, I think between, and then I had two daughters. And so I think between, you know, starting a few businesses here, having children, raising my family, you know, just fell in love with Ontario and have uh, no reason to ever leave. Well, wow, it's a very um, impressive background you have in the industry of business and sustainable foods. Did you always envision yourself as an MPP or a Green Party leader? Uh, yes and no. So I always tell people I was a very strange kid and that I was very interested in politics when when I was young. And I used to drive a tractor all day long and around it around the circle. There's large fields out in the prairie. And uh, my dad never had tractors with radios in them. So it get a little boring at times. And so I would pretend to give political speeches while I was driving the tractor all day. Uh, and then I became the like student uh, uh, body president of my high school, student union president in university, and was really involved and engaged in politics. And I worked in Washington, D.C. for a little while. And through that whole process, I became a bit disillusioned with mainstream party politics because I felt big money played too uh, an outsized influence, too big of a role in politics. And so when I moved to Canada, I started to get involved in politics and was shopping around for a party and dabbled a bit in the Green Party, which was just sort of starting to emerge at the time. But then between starting my business and, and raising a family, I just didn't, I wasn't active in politics. But in around 2003, 2004, the Green Party really started to, to rise in Canada. And I thought, here's a party that really reflects my values. I, I believe deeply in, in, in environmental justice and climate action, in social justice, and in strengthening our democracy. And I felt the Green Party really represented those values. And I started volunteering and uh, was a volunteer for a few years and then uh, decided to run for office for the first time in 2009. As you grew up on the farm in Kansas, were you inspired by any political figures? If so, which ones were you the most inspired by? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you asked that question because I think, I, I think that when I was that young, I was probably the most inspired by John F. Kennedy. 
uh, who my mom was a huge Kennedy fan. And, uh, and my dad, on the other hand, was more of a Republican. So my dad was pretty conservative. My mom was a little more progressive. And I, I grew up in an area that was very conservative. And so I think my mom influenced me to be a big John Kennedy fan. But when I went off to university, uh, I would have to say that Martin Luther King was probably my biggest hero. I, I wrote my thesis on Martin Luther King and the creation of the King holiday. And, and even though he never like formally ran for political office, I think it was a, you know, a very, very um, high profile political activist and civil rights activist. And then I think as I came to Canada, uh, quickly Tommy Douglas became a hero of mine. And especially as I was entering, deciding to get involved in politics. And part of the reason I just really admired his ability to take on the biggest issue of his day, which was healthcare and, and bringing in Medicare and, and just ensuring that every Canadian has access to healthcare. And I feel that way right now about the climate crisis. I feel like the biggest issue of our generation is addressing the climate crisis and ensuring that, you know, our children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews uh, have a livable future. And, and that really is the biggest issue of our, of our generation. And so much like Tommy Douglas took on bringing in healthcare, I really wanna be a part of bringing in a transformation of our economy to make it uh, a sustainable green economy. Yes, you've been a very present activist regarding climate change since you pushed for putting a price on carbon pollution. Am I correct? Yeah, no, I've been a strong advocate of pricing pollution. And it was one of the things that attracted me to the Green Party because I, I've always felt that I'm a very evidence-oriented person. I like to see what the science and the evidence, whether it's you know from climate scientists or economists or, or um, other researchers, like you know, what are the best solutions? And then let's move forward with the best solutions. And, you know, for many years now, economists and climate scientists have said that the most efficient, effective way of addressing the climate crisis and having a prosperous economy is by putting a price on pollution. And the Green Party by far was the first party that ever, ever brought that issue forward and talked about it. And as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, when I started getting involved in the Green Party, it was the only political party that was supporting a price on pollution. And it was definitely one of the things that attracted me and inspired me to be part of the Green Party. I totally agree with what you said before regarding how um, the Green Party grew a lot between 2003 and 2004. But becoming a substantial boulder for the Green Party of Ontario and its growth, what is your vision for the future of the party? Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, most Greens, I think, are really motivated by bringing forward policy changes in the legislature. And so my vision is really how do we build a greener, more caring Ontario? And, and so that's really addressing, uh, you know, environmental justice, social justice, racial justice, and um, income inequality, and ensuring we do it in a way that really solidifies and expands and extreme, strengthens our democracy. And, and so that's kind of the vision I'm, I'm really pushing forward. And for the party itself, I think the best way we can achieve that vision is by electing more green MPPs to Queen's Park. I think I've shown in the last two and a half years that one MPP can make a difference, especially if that MPP is surrounded uh, 
by, you know, a number of volunteers and staff and passionate members and supporters who are really motivated for the public good and to bring about positive change that puts people first. And so if one MPP can move the needle forward, then, you know, I always say, imagine what five, six, 10, 12, 15 green MPPs can do for the province. And so I want to grow the party, grow our presence in Queens Park, grow our elected caucus, but I also want to uh, put forward a policy vision uh, uh, for transformational change in the province. And I always say I'm happy for any other political party to, to take our ideas and run with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw your very inspiring speech on the throne when you talked about how the government should invest more in mental health and addiction programs, as well as long-term care beds and autism services. Um, you inspire youth around all of Ontario and Canada. What advice do you have for youth wanting to fight climate change and get involved in politics? Yeah, well, first of all, I would say don't be afraid to speak out and to use your voice in whatever way uh, you're comfortable with and that you're and in ways that you're passionate. So whether that's through music or it's through giving speeches or participating in demonstrations or Maybe it's through starting your own business like I did when I was still only in my 20s uh, that was about environmental change. So there's many ways in which you can inspire change. And I think one of the most exciting movements right now is the Fridays for Future climate strike movement that mm-hmm. Greta Thunberg uh, inspired and has you know, really inspired young people across the world now. Uh, to participate in climate action. And, and so I draw a lot of inspiration from young people who are, you know, being involved in the whole climate strike Fridays for Future movement. And I would say, you know, take it to the next level and, and get involved in, in a political party, whether it's the Green Party or another party. I mean, I would argue the Green Party has the boldest plan and vision <laughs> uh, for climate action, of course. But uh, there are many ways to get in, get involved uh, to translate your activism uh, into political action through political parties. And we have a number of young people who have been like active volunteers in our party, who have been active uh, members in leadership positions on our provincial executive or, you know, even running as a candidate. Um, uh, like, let's say, you know, when you're in, in your 20s, for example. Uh, we have a group that's really advocating lowering the voting age to 16 because I think there's so many amazing young people who who are very civically engaged and very active in politics. And, you know, like, let's let them vote and <laughs> be a part of <laughs> making the decisions about what our future Ontario is going to look like. And so I think there's multiple paths to, to being involved in climate action and would really encourage people to follow your passion. Fridays for Future sparked a global movement, um, all within Canada as well as the United States. And I remember how um, loads of, especially youth, were getting involved with their signs and trying to inform others about the dangers of climate change. Not too long ago, there was a display in Times Square, which informed others on the current state of America and how their actions may be harmful. While discussing the topics of U.S. politics, the Trump-Biden debate is going on tonight. Have you ever thought of further advancing through the Green Party? Yeah, well, right now, I love being the leader of the Green Party of Ontario and the MPP for Guelph. And so I'm really focused and committed to 
growing the Green Party of Ontario and 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 being a very strong MPP for my constituents in Guelph. There is a leadership contest happening in the Green Party of Canada right now, and that vote will actually happen this weekend. So the Green Party of Canada will have a new leader uh, as of this weekend. And there were a few people who suggested I run for the leadership of the Green Party of Canada, but I'm really, really committed to growing the Green Party of Ontario right now. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's you know, one big difference between U.S. and Canadian politics is that in Canada, the provinces have much more power and influence than state governments do in the U.S. And so a lot of the issues that I really deeply care about, uh, food and agriculture policy, healthcare, education, universities and colleges, uh, social assistance and, and, and um, sort of income security, uh, issues around uh, racial justice, uh, as well as climate action, uh, a lot of the policy development and implementation happens at the provincial level. So there's a part of me that's sometimes even more engaged in, in the issues that we debate in provincial parliaments than in, in the House of Commons. And so I'm very, very focused on Ontario right now. Uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future that'll change. I certainly don't want to rule out uh, running federally, but uh, right now I'm really focused on growing the Green Party of Ontario. To the point where it may be irreversible, as a former citizen of the United States, what do you think of America and their current state regarding climate change? Yeah, I just want to say I'm so glad to be a Canadian now because (laughs) the U.S., unfortunately, under the current president, has really rolled back uh, climate action uh, in the United States, which unfortunately has huge impacts and effects around the rest of the world. I mean, the United States has historically been the largest emitter of climate pollution. It's second now to China. Uh, but historically has been the largest and it's one of the largest on a per capita basis as well. Cause you have to remember there are far more people who live in, in China than in the U S. And so if the U S doesn't act on lowering climate pollution, then it'll be really tough for the, for the rest of the world to make up for that and ensure that we as a, you know, global, global citizens uh, are, are able to take, the actions that are necessary to meet our climate obligations to drive down uh, climate pollution in a way that, you know, ensures that we have a livable future. And so I'm, you know, I'm watching the U.S. election very closely and and I'm hoping the U.S. um, elects a president, but also elects members of Congress uh, and, and, and electors at the state and municipal levels uh, that are really committed to climate action. Uh, and I think if the U.S. starts moving in a more uh, active way in terms of making the decisions that are needed to transform uh, our economy and our way of life to address the climate crisis, it'll make it a bit easier for us to do it in Canada as well, um, because obviously Canada and the United States, are, our economies and societies are, are very connected, being next-door neighbors to each other. And, and so I think for our sake here in Canada, but for the sake of the whole world, I hope the U.S. government really changes course and starts taking more aggressive action uh, to address the climate crisis. Very inspiring how you were able to combine your passion for entrepreneurship and business, as well as your passion 
with sustainable food production and the local food movement. Do you have any comments for the youth right now who is currently discovering the, the world of politics and who might be drawn to the Green Party? Yeah, I would just say, you know, follow that passion that you have and engage and be active in a way that you enjoy uh, because you, you know, you need to have a purpose and a vision of and goals of what you want to accomplish through your political engagement. But you also need to have fun doing it at the same time, because the one thing I would say is sometimes change can take a while and, and oftentimes, you know, things don't just happen overnight. And so persistence really pays off and for persistence to be sustainable, you have to enjoy what you're doing. And so for young people who are, you know, very interested in, in climate action, environmental justice, social justice, racial justice, addressing uh, income inequality, improving our democracy. Uh, uh, the Green Party, I think, is, is, is an exciting, young, growing party that you can really be a part of and be a part of helping grow this party and, and you know, transform uh, Canada and, and, in my case, Ontario, since I'm focused provincially to transform our, our economy and our society in a way that, that really ensures that, you know, we have a sustainable, livable future uh, for, for all of us. Lovely answer. Um, while talking about goals and purpose, what motivates you to continue your pursuit to advocate for climate change? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, part of it is I, I love this place. <laughs> And I really want to protect the people and places I love. And, you know, that, that's my family. I have, I have two daughters, um, you know, one in university, one in high school. And, you know, I want them to ha have, have a future. And, you know, if they ever have children themselves, I want my grandchildren to have a future. And, you know, I just see the fires raging and, you know, California and Oregon and Washington right now and in Australia last year. I see five hurricanes <laughs> bearing down on the East Coast right now. Uh, I, I see the fires that happened, you know, here in Ontario last year and all the floods we've had over the last few years. And I just think, oh, my gosh, you know, the things that the scientists have predicted uh, around the climate crisis are starting to come true. Uh, and so I want to act. But then I also see some of the great opportunities for, you know, renewable clean energy and for uh, investing more in caring professions. So, you know, ensuring we have, you know, better health care, better elder care for seniors, better child care, better, you know, a stronger, more robust arts community, you know, that we have cities that are more people centered where you can safely your bike and and live in neighborhoods where it's easy to get to the places you like to go to by walking instead of having to drive a car that you know you can take uh trains and other forms of public transit around to get in between com communities and across the country i think there's just so many exciting ways in which adopting a more sustainable lifestyle also means um, living in stronger, more livable, connected, people-centered communities, uh, living a healthier, healthier life, uh, addressing some of the mental health challenges. I mean, we just have so many 
mental health, uh, increasing mental health uh, challenges in our society. And there's more and more research showing that being able to connect to nature and, and, and is a really important component of mental health. And, and so I'm a, I just, I love going family and I love going on hikes and, and I love spending time on the water. And, and so just making sure we protect and preserve nature and farmland and, and um, is, is really important, I think, to our physical and mental well-being. And so being a part of a movement that wants to leave that kind of legacy for, for the future uh, really motivates and inspires me to do what I do and, and really act on climate. Very lovely answer. Um, while having experience in politics for the past 11 years since your election to the Green Party back in 2009, what advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah, you know, I think the one advice I would give is to really uh, find uh, some mentors. Uh, I, when I first started my business, I didn't have that many mentors. And I think I would have avoided some of the mistakes I made if I had reached out and sought advice from people with more experience. And I took a different path when I, when I became leader. I really reached out to a lot of people and, and I'm really blessed to have a number of mentors who have meant a lot to me. Elizabeth May, who, you know, is the green MP in Canadian history. The Green Party of Canada is one of them, but there's been many others. And, and so I would say that, you know, seeking out people who, who have experience, who have been down the path that you are envisioning walking down to seek out their advice, asking them to you know, mentor you, uh, and then building a really good team around you. And uh, I've been blessed. It's been hard because when I first started with the Green Party, we had very few resources. Uh, and, you know, as the party's grown and our, we've had more fundraising and have more resources, I've been able to build a strong team around me. And so I think having, having that kind of support around you um, really makes a big difference. And so you know, I would say the young Mike Trainer, you know, find a mentor and build a team of people around you and, and really work in a collective collaborative way. Um, that concludes the rest of our podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for this great discussion on numerous topics. And I hope to see you in the future again on Youth Politics and Action. Well, Lena, it was great to meet you. And it was a real honor to be on the Youth uh, Politics Action uh, podcast, and I'm happy to come back sometime in the future. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Youth Politics Action with our host Lena and special guest Ontario Green Party leader Mike Schreiner. My name is Jake Carpuzis, and I'm the president and founder of the Youth Political Assembly. Join us again two weeks from now when your next episode will premiere right here. For now, follow us on Instagram at the Youth Political Assembly for news stories, opinions, explanations, and opportunities. Thank you.